Welcome to Change the Channel. Hola. Today we talk about the relationships. Why? Because that's most of what life is, relations with other people. But we're going to be talking specifically about intimate relationships. And I just want to get this off my chest. This is something that's been on my mind, and it could relate to relationships, especially if uh, what happened to me uh, 20-some years ago when I was uh, in a transition and around like recovery people. I looked at my past and felt really guilty about my behaviors, especially in relationships. But what I realized is that that was really unfair to myself to to perceive my past through a new lens that I inherited from the people around me that were basically giving me a different moral code. So I was then perceiving the past through a new moral code lens and judging it. And, and you know, I mean, part, part of it was healthy because, I was like, I, you know, I listened to tapes I had made of myself talking way back and I was like, wow, I, I was a complete asshole. So it was productive in a way, but we shouldn't beat ourselves up. Uh, you know, we should not, we should not uh, judge our past through our current perspective, considering we may have not been influenced by that same moral code back then. So that's the point of that. Okay, so intimate relationships. What is going on now? Give yourself a pat on the back if you've gone through this whole COVID era alone. I mean, that is, you know, that is a feat. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, flip side is a lot of people have <laughs> been that have been in relationships have probably been driving each other crazy with the isolation and the uh, lack of uh, options of going out and whatnot. Um, so where do I stand now? I've been in a ton of relationships, of course. I'm 46 years old. Uh, I've coached a ton of people on relationships and uh, on the side. <laughs> and you're like, you, you do a lot of shit. I'm like, yeah, I do. I do do a lot of shit. Uh, but I'm not like one singular thing. Sometimes I wish I was, you know, like a volleyball player. Life would be more simple. Anyway, um, here's a real simple analogy kind of uh, picture for you about relationships and what a healthy relationship looks like. Imagine three houses. All right. Imagine two houses and a guest house. Let's do it that way. Okay. Let's say it's a boy and a girl in a relationship. Okay. So the boys in one house, the girls in another. The relationship happens in the guest house. Okay. So the boy uh, needs to own and manage his own house. The girl needs to own and manage her own house. And then when they're together, that's the relationship. We call that the guest house. Okay. And we're not talking about actual property, just metaphorically here. Okay. So a healthy relationship is when the boy's house is managed and under control and he feels good about it and he is comfortable there. He's not needing, you know, desperately to be in a relationship. And the same for the girl's house. She's got her life in order. She, you know, she owns her life. She manages her own finances or whatnot, uh, feels good about herself, isn't too desperate to be in a relationship. Then you bring that, those two healthy scenarios together to the guest house, and now you have a dynamite relationship. As long as 
the boy and the girl revisit their old houses. They leave the guest house and they make sure that their houses are still in order. Okay. Cause you don't want to be dangling behind one or the other in the, if the relationship falls to shit, uh, that's usually what happens. Um, if someone ends up devastated at the end of a relationship, it's usually because they let their house go to shit, their own house. They didn't manage it. They, they just relied on the guest house. They got really comfortable in the guest house. They started to neglect their own path, their own spiritual path per se, their own uh, responsibilities uh, of uh, <clears throat> being a fulfilled person without a relationship without that other person they became they came to rely on that other person in the guest house too much and so one person usually ends up dangling behind the other's tailpipe and that can be avoided if you maintain your houses throughout the relationship and a way to do that is to have space and space allows you to come back to your own house to do your thing to have solo time to let your thoughts process to make sure your house is in order and um, <clears throat> and then you have something to offer to bring to the guest house if you surrender to the relationship and you're always in the guest house your house is going to go to shit and then if that relationship ends you end up in the dirt and miserable and depressed and sad and crying and alone and all of those negative things that we attribute to relationships ending, which we really don't have to, but that's just the pattern that kind of happens. So there's that. Uh, so I strongly encourage, um, I've made the mistake a million times in relationships, um, where I let my house go to shit and uh, it wasn't fun. Um, cleaning that mess up. Now, of course there's rebound relationships where you just continually avoid your own house and you go from guest house to guest house to guest house, maybe you can pull that off. But if you want a healthy, true relationship based on love boy, love based choices and not fear based choices, because I tell you, if you make choices out of fear instead of love, you're going to get fear back. Most of the time, it's going to come to bite you in the ass. And usually what happens is people make fear-based choices because they're scared. They, they, they don't have faith. They don't have faith in the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, that there's a better match out there. So they settle and they take the trade off. Well, you're not alone, but now you're with a very um, unideal match and you become delusional and you start to buy your own bullshit and believe that person is a good match for you, even though deep in your heart, you know, they aren't and it's healthy and it can fucking kill you. Okay. This shit can kill you. So take it seriously. This is relationships are a big deal and are, we, we were never properly raised to understand them. We weren't educated. Uh, we just kind of follow the herd and, live by observation. I and mean, what does that look like most of the time? Well, usually what it looks like is say you start dating in middle school. Well, you start pretending you're married to your first girlfriend, even though you're not. You uh, blindly oblige to being monotonous, monogamous, and uh, you know all that jazz to this person you barely know. And then you surrender to it and you let your house go to shit. And then you wonder why 
uh, something's rotten in Denmark six months, a year later, 10 years later, whatever. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, little interruption there with my, my little mad mind, my mad mind. <gasps> what, what was I saying? I forgot. Um, <clears throat> so, well, there's all different kinds of relationships these days because people have been experimenting more because they clearly see that the traditional relationships and marriage model has been, for the most part, failing uh, statistically. So you see things more like uh, polyamorous relationships and more experimental stuff, especially happening in bigger cities. Um, and people are, you know, experimenting with it, and that's fine. Uh, life is for experimentation. You don't, you know, so... But it's really good to choose from love and not fear and to be clear about that. That may take some work. You may need some time alone. You may need to take up a practice like meditation or go on a retreat or do a dietary fast. <laughs> Those are all things that strengthen your own house. <clears throat> the more you have your own house in order, the better relationship or person you're going to attract. So that's how that kind of jives, um, you know. And then growing up, we, 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 we fail because we make fear-based choices and we stay in situations out of fear. And then we wonder why it bites, bites us in the ass because, you know, deep down, that's our goal, right? Is to kind of become who we really are deep down. Well, once you start rooting that person, individual, then you see these seeds, these seeds are growing out of love or fear, uh, what so what are you harvesting? What are you growing? Your choices are from love or fear. So if you make a fear-based choice that you know might not see the harvest right away, but it could be years later, you're gonna be like, oh shit, did I just really waste you know all these years or whatnot in time with this person when it was really not an ideal match and I did it because I thought I didn't deserve better. And that's another thing, sabotage and feeling unworthy and beating ourselves up and thinking we're not worthy or, or ever going to find another person, even though there's 8 billion people on the frickin' planet. I mean, come on. But it's interesting because there aren't a lot of couples that I've encountered that are the real deal. Like, I believe they're really compatible and really in love. I've only seen a handful of those over the years. You know, a couple that you just like are almost jealous of there. They seem so compatible. They seem so in love and it seems so easy. It's not like they don't do the work too, though. Relationships do take work. And that word, let's not misconstrue it because they shouldn't have to take too much work. If it becomes like a job, then it's probably not meant to be. You might try to fix it, but if you're incompatible on fundamental levels and you got too many fear-based seeds in there, it's going to fall apart at some point. So do you want to waste your time with that? Or do you want to really look at yourself, look at your house, see who you are, what you own, what you want, and then accept the fact that it's possible and the universe will give it to you. And all you have to do is, you know, a little bit of work on yourself, you know, or think before you make choices before you jump into situations um so it's tricky it's never easy and there's no perfect relationship and there's you know it's trial and error and it's okay but the other thing is if you're not like truly friends with a person 
like before you're intimate, that can also cause problems. It's like, because you're creating an attachment, a physical, uh, emotional attachment to that person without even knowing them fully. And you still, you know, you can see all kinds of signs when people aren't really friends, but they're a couple. It's like a lot of disrespect, treating each other and judging each other. It's like, were you ever friends? Are you you're together for 10 years, but you're not actually friends? Uh, yeah, it sounds weird, but it's true. It happens all the time. So that's another thing to consider. And I think that, um, you know, it's good to be alone for a certain amount of time, especially as an adult, and to be okay with yourself and become your own best friend so you're not needy and making fear-based choices out of that, out of that lack, out of that fear, out of that insecurity. But you're making, you know, you've, you've done some work on yourself. Your house is in order. You have something to offer now. You know who you are. You know who you aren't. You're not going to settle for less than you know you deserve. You're not going to stay in a relationship where there's disrespect or, you know, fucked up shit going on. And you're okay making assertive, strong decisions when needed, walking away from a relationship, um, stuff like that. You know, being assertive could mean, hey, I need space for a month. We should not even communicate for a month. If it's meant to be, it will be, you know, if you can't walk away from a relationship for 30 days and not communicate, you've got a bunch of fear-based seeds and knots all throughout your shit. Sorry to tell you. If you really care about that person and yourself, you will do, <clears throat> you'll do a 30 day fast from each other. And you know, it's not like if the other person gets married in that 30 days, well, they're an asshole and you know, you should, probably shouldn't be with them anyway. So things to consider things, food for thought. This is serious. Okay. We spend our li- most of our lives in relationships. Now, you know, you could say, who are you, Jason? You've been single for how many years now? Well, yeah, and that's good because my pattern was rebound relationships and, you know, not staying in them for the right reasons or not being friends first or letting my house go to shit and, you know, surrendering to the guest house without, you know, keeping my own house in order, Okay. Then you start to blame the other person that your own house isn't in, in order. You start to blame them for everything and your problems and insecurities. And you, you get attached to them. And the truth is you should have been taking space periodically in that relationship. Going back to your own house. Seeing who you are. Seeing what you want. Seeing if you're still compatible. Etc. Etc. And if you're really friends and if you really love someone, then where are these rules coming from? What is, you know, this monogamous thing, like, really? You think love is, you don't get to have any intimate connection with anyone else for the rest of your life? You think that's love? That's some shit, some Catholic bloke made up eons ago who was probably molesting children. So forget that. That's not love. I'm not saying, oh, have a polyamorous relationship. That's love. No, you know what love is? Being clear and looking your partner in the eye and say, this is what I want. This is who I am. This might change. That's reality, okay? Just because I might be attracted to this other person and want an intimate connection with them for one night doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be here for you. It doesn't mean anything like that. It means I want to experience a different thing one time. 
Okay. If, the, if that's going to destroy you, if that's going to crucify you, that's your own insecurity. That's, that's your own fear. It has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with, you know, the jealousy and the, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. That's, well, that's nor It might be normal. And we all have the insecurities around it. And it's not never, I'm sure, awesome to find out or hear that your partner wants to sleep with somebody else. But, you know, we really got to look at relationships and marriages and wonder why they're failing. Okay. So that's why I'm dissecting it for you. Kind of like breaking it down, baby. You know what I mean? Sugar, sugar. You can do what you want, but I'm doing a podcast. Thanks. You know, it's a beautiful day. I, sh- I walked the dog already, but, you know, I was thinking I'm lonely and I can't wait to be in a partnership. But then I thought, really? Do I really want to do that, that to myself? Uh, am I ready? I'm going to wait for the right time and the right person. I'm going to keep working on myself and my self-care. I want to make sure I've got my shit together and I, I, I'm not settling and I'm not attracting whack jobs and... You know, and then I'll test the waters. And if it's not right, I'm not going to go too far down that road. If something feels off, fundamentally, I'm going to pull, you know, put the brakes on and say, look, look, maybe we can just have a really solid friendship. Maybe we can do some emotional growth work together or maybe just sleep together a couple of times. You know, we don't have to like live a simulated marriage just because we met one day and, you know, decided to make out and had a couple of drinks and ended up in bed. I'm not obliged to you for the rest of my life. So we, we need to think about this stuff. It's important and it rubs off on our kids. If you, if you have children, relationships are huge, you know, like uh, the energy, you know, in a bad relationship, uh, ones that are about to end that, that stuff or divorces, that stuff can mess kids up big time. You got to think about this stuff. I mean, I was devastated by my parents' divorce. And it's like these two people that were always together living in a house and I'm a kid and I think, oh, we'll always live in this house. My parents will always be together. Everything's always going to stay the same. No one told me differently. They didn't tell me, oh, you know, there's statistically a good chance your parents are going to divorce in a number of years or you're going to move or your mom's going to be single for 30 years and you're going to have like three new houses other than this one. Nobody tells you or warns you about that shit. It's fucking devastating what it happens. Stop pretending. Stop putting this act like you have to live like a pr- prince and princess in a, in a, you know, a castle in the suburbs or something and everything has to go perfectly. No, communicate with your children, educate them properly, tell them about breakups, tell them about change, tell them nothing stays the same forever. Prepare them, Okay. What else do I have to say? The universe is a a changing, constant uh, state of flux. Everything changes. So why why would a relationship, why is there so much pressure on relationships to stay the same for for ages and ages? Um, And I'm not bashing that idea. I'm not saying, oh, you know... it's not natural or it's, it's not possible to actually have a functional long-term relationship where there is monogamy. That's perfectly fine and, and possible as well. It's just rare and you can't force it if it, you cannot, I'm sorry, you can't put a triangle into a circle. If it's not a match, it's not a match. You can't change someone and they can't change you. You can spend years trying to change that person, have fun with that. Um, but you know, we, we need to look at all this stuff for the sake of our children and the next generations and, and include it in education. And, uh, you know, 
look at the reasons why we do stuff and love ourselves, be our own best friends, love ourselves, give ourselves what we, we were seeking in another relationship from someone else. Give that to ourselves first. If we can do that, we won't we'll never be needy and, you know, get into fear-based relationships or do things out of insecurity. We'll actually have more to offer and, and attract more productive, healthier relationships, probably healthier people too. And, um, you know, and, and see how it goes from there. But, you know, we, the rules are imaginary. We make them up or we follow them or we believe them or some guy did whatever. There aren't really any rules. So a little experimentation that never hurt. Um, so don't think that you have to be locked into some linear, uh, type of relationship when the truth is that's just a story and we all live by stories that are either true or false fundamentally most of them are false probably hundreds of stories we all make up every day in our minds are false like Jim's mad at me well Jim didn't text you back for two days but we don't know what Jim's really doing Jim might have gotten a car accident Jim might have lost his phone so we assume Jim's mad, but we didn't even talk to Jim. That's a story. That's an example of how we make up stories, and they're usually negative or self-defeating or something like that. So relationships, 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 relationships. How about it? The other thing is honesty in relationships. Okay, now that's when it gets tricky because we all have different moral codes. Um, we are raised differently. We have different patterns of being honest or lying to a certain degree. But I think if you want a very healthy relationship is one where there is total honesty and you can look that person in the eye and know that you know them and that they're your best friend and that you can tell them anything and they'll be okay with it. And that's a, that's a picturesque uh, relationship in my eyes. Now, yours might be different. You might, you know, be into S&M and a dungeon and like to be beaten, have your ass kicked and be verbally abused and have your wife cheat on you all the time. And that's perfect. That's your, that's your deal, buddy. You can do that if you want, but I'm just giving you my perspective. Okay. I think I've spewed enough for one podcast. If you have any questions, comments, shoot them down at the bottom. Don't forget to subscribe. And you have a lovely day, spring, summer 2021, and a good relationship or relationships. Peace out.